You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and welcome to episode number 26. I've got a question for you. Are you happy? Right here, right now, right in this very moment. Feel feel yourself, feel your body. What are your predominant thoughts? How does your body feel? Would you categorize yourself as happy? right now? And if not, why not? So I want you to really kind of stop today and slow down and really ponder what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and whether or not the things you're doing, the choices you're making, the thoughts you're having, the people you surround yourself with, are they helping you to maintain happy state? And if I told you that happiness is a choice, what is your initial reaction to that? Do you kind of nod along and you're like, yep, you're right. You're right, Steph. Happiness is a choice. Or do you immediately sort of find yourself kind of prickling up and becoming defensive and putting up armor and thinking, no, happiness is not a choice. Happiness is you either are or you aren't, and it's completely dependent on your circumstances. And that's true sometimes. Sometimes bad things really, really happen. And sometimes you're sort of thrown into a situation that is not cool and not good, and you are absolutely not happy, and you're in this sort of triage mode and firefighting mode, and you are acting without thinking. But if you're that, more often than not, then something has to shift. And you can't constantly live in this sort of fight or flight mode because it's just not healthy. We talked about it in the last episode for caring for the caregiver. If you are not caring for yourself and taking care of yourself, it's really difficult to maintain a kind of an even keel. And you'll end up finding yourself with defeating thoughts and you won't be happy. And you won't sort of find that as your default setting. And so I, I was thinking about this. Um, we got this new speaker for the kitchen. It's a, um, a Bluetooth speaker. And I don't know, it's just really fun to kind of put on different music mixes in the kitchen while we're in there cooking or or just kind of washing dishes. And it's got a good bass and it's a lot of fun. And so the Beastie Boys started playing the other day on one of the kind of, I guess it's an 80s and 90s mix, the hits of the 80s and 90s mix on Pandora. And the lyric, you've got to fight for your right 
to party is so catchy and so wonderful. And it's really hard to not hear that and just sort of like move your body and tap your feet. And you find yourself all of a sudden, you're washing dishes a little faster and your shoulders maybe relax and you're just more aware of, huh, this is a good day. Like everything is great. I am so insanely lucky. And you're paying attention to the way the the pommel of soap liquid smells while you're washing the dishes. And you're just in this sort of content and happy place. And so the Beastie Boys are saying, you've got to fight for your right to party. But I want you to decide that you've got to fight for your right to be happy and not let circumstances and people and situations you can't control chip away at your happiness because you've got to just choose that that is your default setting and you deserve that. You deserve. If we're lucky, life is long and we hear it all the time. You only live once and then you also hear the phrase, life is short. So choose whichever thought you prefer. I prefer the thought that life is long. You might as well enjoy it versus life is short. Because to me, when I hear the phrase life is short, I feel a little behind and a little as if I don't have enough time to do all of the things that I want to do. So for me, that thought doesn't serve me. If it serves you and it gets you up and moving and keeps you out of procrastination zone, then go ahead. Use that thought. But on a day-to-day basis, do you have these sort of self-defeating thoughts and you've said something along these lines, either out loud or to yourself? I don't have time to be happy right now. There's just too much to do. I can be happy after I lose these last 10 pounds. I'll be happy when I finish this deadline at work. Well, gosh, when so-and-so graduates, I can be happy. When so-and-so is potty trained, I can be happy. When so-and-so stops teething, I can be happy. When the weather changes and I can get outside and garden, then I'll be happy. When the car is fixed, when the roof is fixed, when the kitchen is remodeled, then I can be happy. And I'm here to say No, that's not how it works. You need to choose the here and the now and sneak in happiness wherever you can. You get to decide to be happy. You are in charge of making this choice for you. And don't wait. Don't wait for company to come to light the good candles if lighting the good candles will put a smile on your face. So have you ever watched the the TV show Parks and Rec? So I think during the pandemic when I was watching an awful lot of TV, which was lovely because everything was sort of locked down, two of the main characters, so Tom and Donna, they have a day once a year that they call Treat Yourself. And I did a, a, a YouTube video about this on the YouTube page. It was like two minutes or something. And I talk about Treat Yourself and, and lighting the good candles. And 
Dom and Donna are very over the top. They go to Rodeo Drive and they buy a whole bunch of things that they probably cannot afford on their treat yourself day. And it's quite silly and it's uber expensive. And you do not need to do that. But carve in some treat yourself time. So I really like long naps and um, in our household, we call them bougie naps. And so on, on a Sunday afternoon, I just sort of disappear and I probably take a two and a half to a three hour nap. And I'm not necessarily in a deep sleep the whole time. I spend a lot of time kind of daydreaming and thinking, but I'm cozy and I'm warm and it's just sort of this cocoony, peaceful, quiet time. If you have teeny tiny people in the house and you cannot take this time for yourself, I totally get it. But I want you to have faith that that time is coming for you. And so savor the first few sips of your coffee and breathe it in and feel your shoulders relax and feel the warmth and and choose to make little tiny snippets of happiness time throughout the day. And one of the most important things that happy people do differently than people who would sort of classify themselves as unhappy is they focus on what they do have. So let's go back to having toddlers and babies in the house and feeling as if you don't have time for yourself. So focusing on the idea that you don't have time for yourself isn't a self-serving thought. It's not helping you to have that thought. So figure out what you do have. You do have these precious little baby beings that you get to spend time with. And the time is fleeting. And let's soak it in because you're never going to have another day when so-and-so is the exact age that so-and-so is. You'll never have another today where you are the exact age that you are. So take the time. I, I sort of like to, um, it, it sounds really silly, but um, pet. <laughs> so, so the way you would pet kind of a cat in your lap and, and you get this sort of warm, happy, cozy feeling, find a way to pet yourself. And, and you do not need to actually go up and, and pet the top of your head or, or pet your arm and actually physically do it, unless that would help you, then go for it. I am not judging. I'm perfectly happy for you to be walking around listening to me and petting the top of your head or driving in the car and petting your arm. That is okay. But it's a bit of a metaphor. And just have that that thought and that feeling and that warmth in your body where you're just filled with love and joy and you have nowhere else you need to be. You're just here you're right here, you're in the now, and and pet yourself. Just pet yourself. So treat yourself to petting yourself, which sounds really silly, and maybe it can, it's probably a little dirty if <laughs> you, you think of it that way, and that is not what I'm thinking right now. But anyway, you do you. So instead of worrying about what you don't have and what you can't do, appreciate what you have and, and appreciate what brings value and joy into your life and being grateful for the goodness that's already evident 
in your life will bring you to a deeper sense of joy each and every day. And that's without having to go out and buy anything or acquire anything new. So even though Tom and Donna treated themselves by a shopping spree and Rodeo Drive, no, pay attention to the clothes you're wearing and and love on them. Um, I'm currently wearing this old sweater that's that was my grandma's, and before it was my grandma's, it was my grandpa's. Grandma called it the fisherman sweater, and I use it as sort of a house coat when I'm home. And it's thick and it's warm and it's a men's size large, so it's a bit oversized. And in the pocket is crumpled tissue and and it's just warm and it's cozy. And there's nothing I would rather be wearing right now. And there's nothing that I would rather be doing right now than sitting here talking into a microphone at 5 a.m. with a hot cup of coffee wearing Grandma Bunny and Grandpa Ken's fisherman sweater. So that is what brings me joy. And every time I put it on, I feel that warmth and I feel that coziness and I feel that happiness. And it's absolutely a mindset shift. And it's one that you can do right now. So what is another quick, simple way to boost your happiness? Well, one way is to just decide, flip the switch in your brain and decide that you are an optimist and you are someone who sees the silver lining in things. So it was really interesting. I had this kind of happenstance conversation and it was a bit weird. <laughs> I, I don't actually know how it happened. It just sort of did and it's uh, my brain is still kind of chewing on it because it was so surprising. But Sheldon has this kind of like play group of dogs. And what is fantastic about having a play group of dogs is the humans, we don't know each other's names. We just know the dogs' names. And so you can let the dogs kind of play and, and roll around in the grass at the park and not really feel like you have to do more than just make small talk. Um, and, and it's quite gratifying for me because I've said it before and, and well, I absolutely am an introvert and um, there's a few really close key people in my life, but I don't feel the need to acquire lots and lots of friends. I don't get my energy that way. And so somehow we were talking about how all of the, the mandates and the lockdowns and um, the sort of social distancing is releasing in our area and things are getting back to quote unquote normal. And I said, well, if we didn't have the pandemic, chances are we wouldn't have gotten Sheldon. And then this woman <laughs> at the park said, oh, you're not one of those optimists, are you? If you are, I don't think we can be friends. I'm not into finding the silver lining on things. And it was just such a shocking thing for me to hear that I was sort of stunned silent. And I, I really didn't have a retort. And it's one of those times where you wish you had a retort, just ready to go in your back pocket. And so I just sort of looked down at my feet and shuffled around and then very quietly, not really to her because she had moved on to somebody else, but probably just to myself, I said out loud, well, that's just who I am. And, and it is who I am. And I'm happy <laughs> with who I am. And quite frankly, optimists live longer. 
and they're healthier and they're much more successful in meeting their goals in life. Um, they're more successful in sports. Children are more successful in their studies and their academics. You're more successful in your business life and you're more successful in your friendship. And optimists in general are open people and they connect with others. They're more likely to live an active life and take notice of the world. Optimists are able to keep learning and they're able to give and it's easier for them to forgive, which in sense, optimists are happier and the people around them happen to be happier. So if you find yourself on a day-to-day basis in this slumpity slump, ignore the lady at the park with the dog. Choose to find the silver lining and choose to kind of flip the coin over and find the, the shiny spot. And, and what's the simplest and easiest way to cultivate kind of this more positive emotion like joy and love and gratitude? Slow down. Stop rushing. Go back to the roots. Go back to the beginning when we talked about the steps of slow living. And, and declutter. Declutter the things that aren't serving you. That's step one. Step two, figure out where you're going. Decide to have goals. Decide to dream big and, and point your GPS in that direction. Three is just take your tiny little baby steps forward each and every day. And remember, it's not shoots and ladders. If you have a very busy day or a very busy week and you're not taking a step forward, that's okay. You're not going to slide backwards down a chute. You're just taking a pause, and that is just fine. And then five, tweak, fine-tune. You get to decide if something is working and something isn't, and it's okay to tweak and fine-tune as necessary. When it comes right down to it, we all just want to climb into bed each night feeling calm, content, and at peace. We want to know that we were able to keep all the balls in the air and were productive without neglecting our own needs and wants. I know. I get it. That is why I recorded a free masterclass on the 10 things happy, successful people do each and every day, and I'd love for you to join us. Learn simple and practical tips to reclaim the sanity and joy in your home and family at stephanieoday.com forward slash masterclass. So what is an easy thing to do to kind of build a happier life when you are in the midst of a struggling season or a hard happenstance that's happening in your personal life, your professional life, your global life. There's always something bad happening in the world and something that you can focus on. So what can you do to to have a happier life in a struggling time? And one thing that helps me when I'm struggling is to focus on teeny tiny little things and take it one day at a time. And sometimes that means maybe one hour at a time or in 10-minute blocks. It's okay to set a timer on your phone and just to decide, okay, 
these next 10 minutes, I am, I'm going to kind of train my brain and I'm not going to let it wander down a rabbit hole. And I'm not going to have kind of this self-defeating thought that I'm not allowed to be happy because I know so-and-so over there is suffering or in pain or there's a war happening. And how can I be happy when there's all this bad and, and sadness and, and upheaval in the world? So take it slow and kind of reframe your thoughts and, and pay attention, pay attention to the air and, and breathe it in deeply when you're out on a walk and feel the sun on your cheeks or the fog on your cheeks and pay attention to all of your different senses. That's a really good way to stay present and grounded. And if you're feeling overwhelming emotions and there's not one easy solution that, that makes them go away, that's okay. Acknowledge it. Maybe spend some time journaling and, and process. What you can't do is ignore. You need to really kind of shine a light on what you're struggling with and, and work through. And if you need help, reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to help. It's, it's what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients. It's absolutely what is taught in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. And you're building out this foundation where you can have this kind of grounded and calm and peaceful and happy life, but you need to have the the foundation in place. And that is what is taught in Simple Shortcuts to Peace. So one of the best ways and most powerful ways to boost daily happiness is to start your day off on the right foot. And we've talked about this before, and I'm going to say it again because repetition (laughs) is important. And sometimes words wash over you and you don't take them to heart. And other times the exact same words are what you need to hear. But you get to decide how you start your day in the morning. You get to decide the thoughts you have. My best suggestion is to not reach for your phone right away and start scrolling. My best suggestion is to give yourself quiet, meditative state and go within first before you go outward, before you start taking in the news or taking in your text messages that came in overnight or checking your work email. So go within. I have two hours or so to myself every morning before the kids get up. So for me, that means getting up at 4 a.m. And again, my kids are much older. If you've got little ones in the house and it's not a possibility, and especially if, if you're co-sleeping and, and sharing a bed, I, I get it. I've been there. I've done that. I understand. And it is just fine. So again, don't pick up your phone. Feed the baby. <laughs> do, do the things. And, and while you're feeding, let your brain kind of wander off. And, and don't scroll but go within and and think and pay attention to the thoughts you're having and try your hardest to harness in and reel in the thoughts that are serving you. So one of my favorite quotes, if I find myself kind of going down a rabbit hole of thoughts and and that aren't serving me and I find myself in, in a state of worrying, is to remember that worrying is praying for what you do not want. So let's think about that for a second. Worrying is 
actively thinking and actively drawing in and, and praying and asking for what you don't want. So let's flip it. When you find yourself in a worrying state, sort of shock yourself out of it. So you can physically kind of shake your head or shrug your shoulders, kind of shake it off, shake it off, kind of Taylor Swift style, but just pretend you got zapped. Some people actually sort of pinch their wrist or they put a rubber band around their wrist and they snap it. But you're trying to reprogram your worried thoughts. Come back to the here and the now and the present. And, and it's tricky. I mean, obviously, if you're in a hospital waiting room or your, your, your loved one is going through a really scary medical procedure and, and you're waiting for results, that's a one-time thing. That, it's, yes, that makes perfect sense that you're worrying right now. But what I don't want is for you to go through years and years and months and months in this worrying state as you're actively drawing in more bad things to, to think about and process. And that's what I mean by worrying is praying for things you don't want. And while you're at it, another thing to remember is that patience is a virtue. So in the Course of Miracles Made Easy book by Alan Cohen, which is a great book, I sort of think of it as the, the hippie Bible, and the lessons in there are just amazing. But we learn that there's really only two dominant human emotions, fear and love. And if you find that you are kind of an impatient person, you're going to actively shove happiness away because impatience is a sign of hurrying and hurrying is a sign of worrying and worrying is a sign of fear. And that's because you're not trusting. You're not leaning into the faith that all is good and all will turn out okay. And it takes just as much energy to have a love based response to a thought. But the health implications, both physical and mental, of choosing thoughts that don't serve you through worrying and through feeling impatient and through just kind of being negative, they will weigh on you. So choose thoughts that serve you because they will take you so much farther towards your long-term goals. And if you need help with this, if you need help shifting your mindset from thoughts that don't serve you to ones that do, reach out to me. I am happy to help. You can sign up for a free, no strings attached, mindset upgrade coaching call. Um, you can find all those details on my website. So it's stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. But today... You deserve to be happy. You deserve to treat yourself. You deserve to fight for your right to be happy. So that is all for me, Slow Down Society. As always, consider yourself loved and hugged, and I think you are absolutely wonderful. Please take care, and I'll see you soon.
Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.